Good morning, Northside. How are y'all doing this morning? Good, good. I heard a couple goods. That's good. So, a couple people have already asked me uh, about render cella uh, and what that means this morning. Uh, had had uh, Bill catch me and say, "Man, that's not even in the dictionary." You're right, Bill, because that comes from an old hee-haw skit. Uh, from years and years ago, so uh, it was before my time, but I, I had uh, I have seen it and and uh, have heard the story many times. And basically, it is a uh, uh, an interpretation, I guess, of the Cinderella story. So I'm going to read that for you uh, here as we're as we're getting into the worship this morning. It says once upon a time in a corn country, there lived a beautiful girl. And her name was Rendersella. Now Rendersella lived with her mugly other and her two sad blisters. Also in this same corn country there lived a pransom hence. And this pransom hence was going to have a bancy fall. And he'd invited people for riles a mound, especially the pitch reeple. Now Rendersella's mugly other and her two sad blisters went to town to buy some drancy fesses for the Bancy Fall. But Rendersella couldn't go because all she had to wear were some old rirty dags. Finally, the night of the Bancy Fall arrived and Rendersella couldn't go, so she just cat down and shried. And she was kitten there shrying when all of a sudden there appeared before her her Gary Mudfather. And he touched her with his wagic mond, and there appeared before her a kig boach and hicks white sources to take her to the Bancy Fall. But he said, Rendersella, be sure to be home before Nidmite, or I'll turn you turn you into a tumpkin. When Rendersella arrived at the Bancy Fall, the Pransom Hints met her at the door because he'd been watching behind a wooden hindo. And Rendersella and the Pransom Hints ranced all diet until midnight, and they lell in fove. And finally, the mid-clock struck night, and Rendersella staced down the rares, and just as she beached the rotom, she slopped her dripper. The next day, this Pransom Hints went all over this corn country, looking for the beautiful girl who had slopped her dripper. They finally came to Rendersella's house, and he tried it on the mugly other, and it fitted it. Then he tried it on the two sigly usters, and it fitted it. And then he tried it on Rendersella, and it fitted it. It was exactly the sight rise, and so they were married and lived heavily after hapwords. Now the storrel of the Mori is this. If you go to a Bancy Fall and you want to pransom hence the lol and fuv with you, don't forget to slop your dripper. Now, as I'm sure most of you can identify, uh, that's a, uh, a very strange uh, and different interpretation take on the Cinderella story. Uh, Hee Haw was a, uh, a show that, uh, that had different skits and, and things like that that they would perform. Um, and this is a, an example that I've heard uh, time and time again, and, and I've used it before, uh, as how you can, can make just little tweaks, 
change a letter here, uh, change a little something there. I mean, it completely changes the understanding, uh, obviously overly complicates it, um, and gets a whole different idea, different story out of it. And so this morning, we're going to apply that concept, that idea, uh, to the study of God's Word. Um, and we're going to talk about uh, how and why uh, to be a little bit more like the Bereans uh, so that we don't get tripped up uh, with strange interpretations of God's Word. So, uh, as I uh, typically like to do uh, whenever I'm preaching, I try to kind of give a, an explanation on the front end of a little bit of my style and everything. So most of you have, have heard this before the couple times I've been up here, um, but I always feel like it bears repeating. So, I am uh, just a man. I'm not uh, inspired of God. Uh, I am not... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fallible, I guess is what I'm saying. So uh, the two main things that I do to try to combat uh, saying things wrong, doing things wrong, uh, the first thing is I use a, a lot of scripture. Uh, we're going to be uh, reading mostly in uh, Galatians 1 uh, and 2 Timothy 3, but we'll bounce around a couple other places as well. Uh, we're going to read the entirety uh, of 2 Timothy 3 this morning. Uh, whenever those times uh, are occurring, whenever we're actually reading from God's Word, I highly encourage you uh, to make that the most focused part uh, of, of the morning. Uh, whenever I give my thoughts, my opinions, uh, my feedback uh, on those scriptures, um, that's my thoughts, my feedback. Uh, the second part of my preaching style is that if I do give an opinion, a thought, a piece of feedback that you don't agree with, uh, I want you to come talk to me about it. I want you to get with me. Um, I, I can get things wrong just like anybody else. Uh, so many people these days... I uh, just don't like criticism. They don't, they don't want anybody to tell them they're doing anything wrong, uh, whether it's constructive criticism or not, uh, but I'm not that guy. Uh, I want you to tell me. I want you to get with me. I want to have a conversation about it. Uh, so we're going to be in the Word a lot, um, and if you hear anything uh, that you don't agree with or that I could say better, say more clearly, uh, better explain, uh, I want you to get with me on it so that we can work through it together. Now, from our... Uh, from our fun story uh, there at the, uh, at the call to worship, uh, there are people out there who uh, can spin things. Uh, I mean, there are, there are some people out there that can, that can twist things with just the slightest little tweaks um, and make it vastly different uh, from what it is. So the main way um, that, that I have found to combat that is for us to be like the Bereans. Now, if you don't know who the Bereans are, uh, our first set of scripture we're going to read this morning is Acts 17, verses 11 and 12. Uh, so if you want to be getting there to Acts chapter 17, uh, we'll read through that scripture. But uh, this section here is talking about the Bereans, and, uh, and when they're, they're there, they're, they're teaching to them. Um, and here's what is said about them. Acts chapter 17, verses 11 and 12. It says, Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. So the Bereans were the people that were in the word. They were eager to hear it. They wanted to know what was going on. They wanted to know about Christ and about what was happening. But beyond that, 
They were in the scriptures daily to make sure that what they were hearing was the truth. And that's the people that we need to be. We need to be the people that are in the scripture daily. If you are in God's word on Sunday morning, Wednesday night, and in a small group, that is great. That is fantastic. But if you are not in God's words beyond that, you are failing at your calling and your command from God. You have to be in God's word more than just a few hours a week in formal worship and in formal settings. Study God's word for yourself, and here's why. Verse 12, many of them therefore believed. It says, with not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men, uh, just to finish out the verse, because I hate chopping up verses, but the main part that I want to focus on is many of them therefore believed. And that belief would have been a much truer belief, a much firmer belief, because they were in the scriptures daily. They were eager for it. They were studying it. They were making sure that they knew the truth of it. And we have to be a people who know the truth of things. We have to be like the Bereans. Now, last time I was up here, um, I gave an example of, of how uh, inflection really works and, and applying to Scripture and applying to any kind of reading, anything that you say uh, with the, uh, the, the statement of, I don't think he stole that money. If you were here for that, uh, you kind of heard that explanation. Um, and the way my mother, mother-in-law says it is you have to put the emphasis on the right syllable. Uh, so we're going to put as much emphasis uh, in uh, to the scriptures as we can as we read through God's word uh, to give it the power and the meaning that it needs to have. So turn on to Galatians chapter 1. That's where we're going to uh, get into next. Uh, Justin read the, uh, the, the meat of what I'm, I'm wanting to discuss there uh, in our scripture reading. Uh, but I want to read a little bit around it as well. That way we have a, a good context uh, for what we're talking about here. All right. So the very beginning of this scripture, uh, Galatians chapter 1, just the first three verses. Uh, we'll go ahead and read that. It says, Paul, an apostle... Not from men, nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. And all the brothers who are with me, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of God, of our God and Father. To whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. So it's a great introduction there. Nice. Hey, you know, praise God. We're here. We're, we're here because of Christ. Grace to you and, and peace from God. Glory to God. And then he gets, he gets into them. He immediately steps into verse 6. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one that we preach to you, let him be accursed as we have said before. So now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. He comes out, hey, grace and peace to you guys, but what are you doing? Why? You, I'm 
it's blowing my mind. What in the world are you doing out here? You're listening to these people. You're distorting the word. You're, you're allowing these things to happen and not sticking firm to what you know, to what you were preached, to what you were taught, to what you studied for yourself. We have got to be a people that do not allow that to happen to us. We have to be like the Bereans. Study it. Know it. Know what's going on. Know what we're looking for. Know what is being said and what we're trying to figure out. Why? Verse 10 says, For I am now, or for am I now, seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. You want to you talk about uh, a red flag? If you see somebody out there preaching a message, uh, saying something that, that, that is, is trying to get people's approval... Uh, they're, they're saying things, as, as we'll look at uh, here in just a minute, another verse uh, about tickling ears or itching ears. Watch out, because if we're trying to please man, we're, our focus, our thoughts, our ideas, our study is in the wrong place, because we are not here to make people happy. Let's go ahead and look at the verse uh, about the itching ears. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, if you want to very quickly uh, bounce over there to that. Talking about uh, the, these people, they're you know, here uh, in Galatians, they're, they're deserting the, the, the information that they've been given uh, for something else because they've been troubled and, and the gospel's been distorted. But even beyond that, even beyond the people who, who just, they just get tricked, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, we've got to look out. It says, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. I feel like it just keeps coming back to that idea of being like the Bereans, being, being in the Word yourself, studying God's Word yourself, knowing it for yourself. Because even beyond... A people who, they just got tricked. They, they weren't in the scripture enough. Uh, they, they weren't studying it. And, and so they're deserting the proper gospel for something that was incorrect and false. Uh, but then we also have to look out of letting our hearts get so hardened. Letting, letting the world get to us so much that even beyond just getting fooled, we're looking for people. We're looking for those who will tell us what we want to hear. It, it's happening so much these days. It's, it's the idea of you're okay, I'm okay, everybody's just okay, let's, let's ignore all the, all the commands and all the... It's just, it's just love Jesus and you can do anything that you want in your life as long as you say that you love Jesus. But Christ himself says, he who loves me will keep my commands. And unless we know what those commands are, we're studying it. We know it for ourselves. We're being those Bereans. We cannot find that proper path. All right. So let's go back in uh, into Galatians and uh, finish out our reading there. Uh, back to Galatians chapter 1, uh, finishing out verses 11 and 12. It says, For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel. For I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a revelation 
of, G- of Jesus Christ. You want to know why it's important to study the Scripture, to know the Scripture? Because the things that somebody says to you is not necessarily the revelation of Christ. We're going to look and read here in just a second uh, from 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3. If you want to go ahead and be turning there um, and, and talking about you know, the, the Scripture and the importance of it and, and the main thing about the Scripture of Christ and why it's so important to study it for yourself is because that is directly from God. God, who created everything, thought of us so much and cared so much for us that he preserved his words, his inspired teachings in a book that we can read and study and know the mind of God, a portion of it at least, to know what is expected of us, to know what to do, to be able to save our souls through his grace. So, 2 Timothy uh, excuse me, Second Timothy, uh, lost here, chapter, chapter 3. Yes, all right, there's my spot again. Uh, we're going to go ahead and read through the first five verses of that together as well. Second Timothy chapter 3, uh, verses 1 through 5. It says, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be, and then there's a, a good long list here, uh, pay attention to this list of, of, of all these things and, and, and think about the world that we're in right now and, and kind of where we see some of these things. It says, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. Now, there have been people that I have known in my life, and you've probably known as well, uh, that you read that list and you're like, that's, that's the one. That's who I'm supposed to avoid. They're, they're knocking out three quarters of that list uh, with their lifestyle, with their life choices, with their attitudes, with, with the things that they do. And I know Man, that's, that's the person that I need to avoid and, and not let them uh, into my life. But there are also other people who maybe just hit one or two of those things. Maybe they're people in this congregation. Maybe they're people in your close friend's circle. Maybe you don't even know who they are. But as fellow Christians, when we see those kind of things... We need to be on watch for one another. Now, I could do a a whole separate sermon on on how to do that and how to approach things, and and there's a lot of different uh, interpretations of that and and different ways of how to address issues like that, especially within the body. Um, But just in general, basic terms, if you see someone who is is exposed to a person like that and maybe they don't see it it's the the you know the slander or you know the 
the unappeasable, these, these people that they appear godly but deny the power of Christ. We need to watch out for one another because those are the ones that oftentimes uh, will bring us away from the honest truth of God's word. So look out for one another. Look out for those people. And again, uh, another third sermon could be preached on, on the difference between avoiding people and, and trying to bring people to Christ and being in the world, not of the world. Uh, but in basics, for the, for the lesson this morning, it's more... My focus and my thoughts this morning are for watching out for one another and making sure that we study and know the truth for ourselves. All right, continuing on in verse 6. It says, For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. Now that one... That one always hits home for me every time I read it. Always learning. That's good, right? And never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. So how are those people learning? What are they doing? What are they, what are they out there? They're, they're always learning. Like, that's a bold statement. Always learning. These people are always learning. They're, they're, they're doing stuff to make sure that they're learning. They're gaining stuff, but they will never arrive at a knowledge of the truth. I can't help but to think that these people are the ones that have those who are just feeding their itching ears. They're the ones that have pursued people that that they just want to tell them what they want to hear. They don't really want to know what God's will and his word is, what his truth is. Because if we truly want to know God's truth and study it for ourselves, God will, God will let us see it. So we have to be like the Bereans. We have to study his word. We have to get into it. We have to know. The very next chapter uh, from this uh, is 2 Timothy 4 that we read earlier about the itching ears. So I can't help but think that that's where his mind was when he, thought, when he spoke those words. All right. Verse 8. It says, just as Jans and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth. Men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men. You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, which persecutions I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived." No matter how you know, beautiful sunshine and day out there today, we're living in a country where we're free to worship, uh, where we're, we're free to, to be in this body without fear of persecution from the government or from any, anything like that. But if you desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, you will be persecuted. Now, I truly believe that the Christian life is absolutely by far the best life you can live. 
the direction from God of, of taking care of ourselves and, and not, you know, being involved in, in drugs and all these things. Take care of your body. You'll have a healthier life. Uh, you, you have people surround you who are there to support you. Strangers that you don't even know just because they are a brother and sister in Christ can be there to help and support you. But you will face struggles. But I want you to know there's a reason for it. Turn into James chapter 1. We'll divert over there really quickly. Read verses 2 through 4. Another set of scripture that a lot of people, uh, a lot of people know. You see it on plaques and, and things in people's homes and, and in the churches and, and a lot of different places. But even through persecutions, God's will and his care for us can be seen. James chapter 1 verses 2 through 4. It says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. How many of you would like for that explanation to be about you? How would you like to be uh, introduced uh, you, you meet somebody new, you got a friend that walks up, hey, uh, this, is, this is my friend Goose. He is perfect and complete and lacks nothing. Like that's, that would, that, I mean, that'd be, that'd be the, the, the best way that I'd possibly imagine to be introduced. Perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. But how do you get there? Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet Trials of various kinds, because the testing of your faith faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete. Do not be afraid of 2 Timothy 3, verse 12. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Because that persecution, those trials, those issues, all those things that you face will help you to be perfect and complete and lack nothing. God's will and God's people will help you through them and help you to get to that point. All right, let's jump back to 2 Timothy chapter 3. We'll finish out the chapter here, uh, verses 14 through 17. 2 Timothy 3, 14 through 17 uh, to finish out this chapter um, and get close to our end here. It says, but as for you, and this is just after he said, you'll be persecuted, but, but, the, but the evil and imposters, they'll go to bad, to worse, and continue to deceive. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you've been acquainted with the sacred scriptures. This, of course, is Paul writing to Timothy which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And then verse 16 and 17, another set of those scriptures a lot of people know and memorize some of my favorite verses here. We've kind of talked about it a little already. Verse 16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. 
Notice the correlation there uh, to what we just read in James. All Scripture is breathed out by God, and studying it, getting into it, knowing it, helps you to be complete and equipped. equipped for every good work. You face trials, you face struggles, you face all these issues, but you get into God's word, you study his word, you know it, you know the path you need to take and be on that narrow path that will get you to where you're trying to strive to be, which is heaven with one another and with God. If you study, know there, get through those persecutions, you will be in a better place. And how do you do that? Be like the Bereans, you've got to be in God's word beyond just here. Hopefully this morning I've been able to communicate something that's, that's helped you out. Uh, find the scriptures that, that maybe encourage you to, to be the person and, and, and get through whatever struggles you may be facing. I hope that's the case. But if you just leave with just what I've said this morning, you've got such a small, small piece of what is in store for you in God's word. No matter where it is uh, in your life, no matter what your circumstances, whether it's your first time ever to be in a church building or if you've been in church your entire life, as Christian brothers and sisters, the life of a Christian is the best life because we are here for you. Right now, whatever you need, we're here for you. If you're struggling and, and you just need a hand or assistance of some kind, or maybe you just need prayers to help you along, we're here for you. Maybe you've been studying yourself. You've done all those things. You've done it right. You're trying to, trying to, to understand, and, and, and you've read, and, and you're ready to take on the waters of baptism. We're here for you for that as well. Christian life is the best life. Know what that means. Study those scriptures. Be like the Bereans.